Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radamic. Bertol is your host. Thank you so kind of being part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today. Anyway, Biden was on the run, to, not on the run, he was on the attack today. He was acting the way we've been begging many Democrats to act. And you know what? He is doing the job, and I hope others follow suit. Uh, anyhow, welcome aboard, Michael Rudnan. I started the chat late, so some of the stuff may have scrolled by. In case you're here and I don't salute you, please remember to throw your name back into the chat again. But I'm looking at some here. I see that Michael Rudnan has a common dream story that says Republicans on the House Budget Committee offered a preview Wednesday of the programs they're, that uh, they're, they're looking to cut overall as part of. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate you putting that back in because I had to read it in the, in the, little, in the little characters and putting it there again helps me out. Common dreams. Republicans in the House Budget Committee offered a preview Wednesday of the programs they're looking to cut or overall overhaul as part of any agreement to lift the debt ceiling, a target list that includes food aid for low-income families, climate justice and electrical vehicles, student debt relief, Affordable Care Act subsidies. Representative Brendan Boyle, the top Democrat on the House subcommittee, said in a statement to Bloomberg that the GOP's proposed spending cuts are needless attacks on the vulnerable. Why? Is it that whenever tough choices are required, Republicans want working families and children to make the sacrifice? Why not keep our children fed and families healthy and instead work with Democrats to ensure wealthy pay their fair share in taxes? Notably, absent from the House uh, GOP's outline was any mention of U.S. military budgets, which currently represents more than half of the federal government's discretionary spending and its hotbed of kind of waste and fraud that Republicans claim to oppose. The social safety net is what's keeping tens of millions of Americans out of poverty, but Republicans have demonstrated time and time again that they don't care about people struggling. They only care about their wealthy donors' uh, want. Hey, conservatives, I want to hear uh, Want to hear me. You are not temporarily embarrassed millionaires. You are getting screwed by Republicans, and you are letting Republicans screw the rest of us even more. Folks, this is not a difficult message to articulate in a fashion that even Republican sympathizers will understand. It's not. If you are looking to reduce your budget and all you can find are programs like debt relief for students feeding the hungry if those are all the things that pro-life people tend to like um i don't know yeah the crowd isn't completely here yet mayor there's a good possibility bridge that uh the email hasn't gone out yet we'll see but uh you know I started about two minutes late, so or a minute and change late. So more folks are likely going to drop in in a little bit. Let's see. I don't think the well, the mail just now dropped. It just dropped. So maybe we'll get some more people. It's an automatic email system that goes out every now and then it screws up. Anyhow, so it's not difficult. Egberto, that is what Republicans want to cut specifically. PBS, let's see what we got here, if, if that's a graphic. Okay, let's go ahead and put that on the screen for people to understand the depths of Republican uh, Republican selfishness and on care and not propensity for things that create life. Here we go. And that is on the screen. Now, what do we want to do? Rescind unobligated COVID funds. A hundred billion dollars. SNAP work requirements. Forty one billion dollars ctt ssn and snap income verification 70 billion dollars cap aca subsidies at 400 
65 billion dollars recent ira epa or ej funds say the seven billions recent other ira green uh, and by the way ira is the uh is the ink uh the tax the, the the new bill right uh what does it stand for again uh reduction act the the inflation reduction act uh 13 billion dollars and student loan deferral 25 billion dollars reverse student loan cancellation 379 billion dollars for a total of $780 billion, it just shows you where their heads are. It shows you they care nothing about humanity. Where are the saying, okay, we're going to cut some stuff here. Where is the increase in taxes uh, from that $1.7 trillion that they gave in, 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 in benefits, in tax cuts to the wealthy? You see? Do you see what we're talking about? Melanie Keelan, try going to um, YouTube because I, I'm looking at everything and, it, and it's there. Anyway, I don't think I saluted all or people that are in the house. Let me start my salutes. Welcome aboard Bridge MCP. Welcome aboard AVQ. Senor Rudnan. Welcome aboard Melanie Keelan. Welcome aboard Lee Grant. Welcome aboard Nanette Bird-Smith. Tom C. Welcome aboard. Likewise, Paul Fleming. Welcome aboard. Um, if I'm missing anybody, Alistair Waters. Welcome aboard as well. Uh, if I miss you, please throw your name back into the queue so that I can salute you. I always like to say hello. Black reparations, $14 trillion. It's more than that even, Paul Fleming, because if we amortize that and the loss of productivity, the loss of businesses that otherwise would have been created, it's unaffordable what has been gotten in this country to create this country with free labor. Think about it. Think about it. Anyway, folks, um, El Señor Biden is on a rip. But before we, we, before we play Biden, I want to play a piece that I did. Remember, I, 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 found, I, I remembered I did this piece and I wanted to find it and I went searching on it today because I did this while I was in D.C. taking care of my daughter. And I remember doing this long piece with Rick Scott and Social Security. And you know what? It will cover some of the stuff that they're talking about cutting as well. Um, oh, I didn't put that on the screen. There is what Rudnan wanted on the screen. Let me, let me talk a little bit more so you guys can actually see what we're talking about here. But it is sad that what the first thing that we look to cut are things that actually effect, affects the likely, the, the, the well-being of our brothers and sisters, the evilness of the types of cuts Republicans are looking at. What I think we should do is take these cuts and go into West Virginia. Take these cuts and go into Alabama, Mississippi, and all these things, and go into the neighborhoods. Because, you know, Mississippi is the poorest state in the Union. Go into these neighborhoods. Go into those trailer parks. That where these people line up at that social security office to get these benefits. Go out there and have vans, pay, invest in, in invest in teaching people what the Republicans stand for. Go out there with banners. If we pass this, the Republicans are holding up the debt program that's going to crash this nation unless we take this check away from you. Unless we take this ability, we have to learn how to fight. We must learn how to fight. We must start taking it to them. Lee Grant says conservatives do care about their fellow man 
And we hate when we see him descend into welfare dependent. It's not about de descending into welfare dependency. Which comes first, the chicken or the egg? People fall into welfare dependency, not mostly because of their own doing. I know it's, it's, it's fashionable to think that there are just a whole bunch of lazy people who wants welfare. If you think that's the case, go to every ghetto, every barrio, and go to many areas in Appalachia, and you see the bus stops filled with people. You see these people going to work. They're just making kind of salaries that cannot bring them out of poverty. $7.25 is still the minimum wage in America. Who can do anything with that? You say, well, you should get improve yourself and get an education, but you can't afford an education because of what it costs. Oh, well, take a loan and take an education, but you can't do that because you know now that if you get a loan, even a teacher's job, many times, oftentimes, cannot pay for the teacher's job given a teacher's salary. The system is skewed against most. And many of you in my room right now, you were, you have the, you, you were able to go to college. You were able to save. There are many, you don't understand what poverty looks like. And the biggest takers in this country are the billionaires. The people that take the most in this country, the biggest takers are billionaires. The second biggest takers are the wealthy who are not holding up their end of the bargain. They are, they are taken from the intellect of those they pay. You got to understand that. And this is where I am trying to teach people their worth. Somebody who flipped burgers in a, in, in a Burger King. All right. He's flipping burgers in a Burger Kings. He can't afford to pay rent for the eight hours he, he goes there. But the owner of that Burger King is able to live in luxury off of the slave laboring of those in his, in his domain. But you don't see it that way. You see him as saying, I'm cutting costs by not increasing my labor cost. But he doesn't get that option to increase uh, to not pay his increased electric bill that increases every year. He doesn't get that benefit from increasing all the water bill. He doesn't get that. He cannot control those. While he can keep that person's salary at $7.25, he cannot tell the corporations who is giving him electricity. He cannot tell all of those guys, well, I'm trying to control costs. I am not going to increase those prices. The labor, the humanity portion is what we are always able to cut. Always. The humanity portion. Where we sucker human beings. Oh, we can save there. People. Those of you in this room. Who had the ability to go to college. And have a, a salary that is commensurate with your education. Even though I can bet many of you. You're getting ripped off as well. Because if you see what you are to the corporation relative to what those profit, you would get it. You would get it. Anyway, uh, bro Brother Biden is working on reminding Rick Scott and Ron Johnson that it is a fact that they want to destroy Social Security. And when Fox News agrees with, with that, 
you know you're telling the truth. I want to play a piece that I did back in March, or I think March of 2022, when Rick Scott came out with this plan. It is essential that this is understood. It is essential as well that this go share in and share in and share in. We can't fall for the charade, my brothers and sisters. We can't fall for the charade. Here we go. Well, Florida Senator Chris, or rather Rick Scott, thought he was going to go on to Fox News and he was going to be a hit. He's going to go ahead and pull out his 11-point plan. And even though McConnell says, I don't like that, Republicans don't like that, that it was going to be all fine and he was going to be able to lie to the Fox News audience and to anyone that would listen without any repercussions. Well, to my chagrin... Fox News, let him pay. And you know what? I thought it was great because this is something we don't normally expect of Fox News. They did a great job. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. You recently put out an 11-point plan to rescue America, two of the big points of which are, quote, all Americans should pay some income tax to have skin in the game, even if a small amount. Currently, over half of Americans pay no income tax. It also says all federal legislation sunsets in five years. If a law is worth keeping, Congress can pass it again. So that would raise taxes on half of Americans and potentially sunset programs like Medicare Medicaid and Social Security. Why would you propose something like that in an election year? Sure. Well, John, that's, of course, the Democrat talking point. It's a no, no, it's plan. in the plan. It's in well, the plan. But here's, but here's this thing about reality for a second. It's First of all, let's talk but, about but, but Medicare. Senator, but Senator, hang on. John, so it's not a Democratic talking point. It's in the plan. And also in the plan, it says we ought to every year talk about exactly how we're going to fix Medicare and Social Security. Here's what's happening. No one that I know of wants to sunset uh, Medicare or Social Security. But what we're doing is we don't even talk about it. But here's what's unfair. Mm -hmm. We have people that don't that could go to work and have figured out how to have government pay their way. That's not right. They ought to have some skin in the game. I don't care if it's a dollar. The woke left controls everything. And we got to win and we got to change the country. As you said, not everyone agrees with it. And one of the people that doesn't agree with it is Mitch McConnell. Here's what he said. Let me tell you what would not be a part of our agenda. We will not have as part of our agenda a bill that raises taxes on half of the American people and sunsets Social Security and Medicare within five years. Now, a few days after he said that, you penned a Wall Street Journal op-ed about your plan titled Why I'm Defying Beltway Cowardice. Are you calling Mitch McConnell a coward? What I'm saying is, what I've, I've been in D.C. for three mm-hmm. years. Right. I want to get something done. I went to D.C. to change this country. Look at where we are now. The woke left controls the, you know, the executive branch. They control a lot of our government. They control academia. They control Hollywood. We I mean, look at it. We have an open border. We've decided we're not going to be energy independent. We've got to change this. You don't change it without having a plan. I think the majority of your colleagues want to focus on Joe Biden uh, as opposed to coming up with a plan that they think that they can sell to the American people about what the Republicans would do. 
In other words, the, Republic, the, Amer- the Republicans are not selling anything Americans want to buy. But uh, let, let's, let's decompose what Rick Scott had to say. First of all, I want to give kudos to uh, Roberts at Fox News. I want to give them kudos because that was a well-done report where it forced Rick Scott to tell the truth or, or force Rick Scott or let, let their audience know that Rick Scott pretty much is lying to them. Within the document, it says we will be raising taxes on more than half of Americans because everybody will be required to pay income tax. And I want it to be understood that that is what the document says. And by the way, there's nothing different about what Rick Scott wants to the regular Republican orthodoxy. That is their belief, okay? Their belief is that they want to sock it to everybody else to support the wealthy. The wealthy is a special class who dispenses who will be good, who will have things, who will get the opportunity to serve in the capitalist domain. Remember that. That is what they truly believe. There is a class that they decide who will be a member of that class and participate. But let's get a little bit deeper. The idea that somehow these people that don't take income taxes or don't pay income taxes are freeloaders is ridiculous. They buy gasoline, they buy things, and every time they spend their money on something, they pay taxes. They pay rent. Every time they pay rent, indirectly they pay property taxes. Listen, people who don't pay income taxes are not freeloaders. They just don't make enough. And if you really wanted to stop that, instead of saying we're going to ask those people that are making menial wages to definitely have to pay even a dollar in federal income taxes, what you should be saying is we need to force those corporations who are making record profits, who we are supporting with our military, who we are supporting with tax abatements, who we are supporting with all these great values, we should force them to pay them more so that we the people in the aggregate is not responsible for subsidizing corporate America's profits. Because right now, in just about every part of our society, big business, I'm not talking about regular free enterprise companies, your local grocery store, your local store, your local pizza shop, your local restaurants, we Americans are subsidizing Big corporations from oil companies to uh, pharmaceutical companies to material companies. We, the American people, are not only buying their products, but we are subsidizing the wealthy by ensuring the profits that they make is maximized for them. If you follow politics and right, we cover a whole lot of that. So that is important for you to note that this these people are not freeloaders at all. It is also important to note what the when that five year sunset is very important it's probably more consequential than having the poorest person pay a dollar let me explain right now we believe in social security right now we believe in these these social programs that help most americans okay but what you do when you put these things under what's called sunset is you are saying we reevaluate if we want this program every five years. I want you to past picture this. Picture that you have a block of senators who are idealistic, who don't like Social Security, and picture another group 
who are leaving office and they really don't care about being reelected. They, they, they've, they've made enough money. They no longer have to worry about being on the dole of, of corporations who need them in the Senate. So they're gone. The fact that you can have a sunset on these particular heavy duty social programs that are all needed means that at some time, maybe not the next five years, but could be, they can say, we don't like social security anymore. We're going to sunset it. It's dead. And we're going to replace it with something else that is a lot cheaper, which means the, the, the multi-billionaires can get more, pay less taxes, etc., etc., and leave the people struggling. They, nobody ever cares about them struggling. Let's give a, a classic example about no one cares about people who are struggling. The pandemic, the effects of the pandemic is not over yet. We had the, the rescue bill that, uh, the rescue bill that allowed, that gave, that allowed parents to have an extra bit of money for their kids. All right. Well, you know, they can't pass Build Back Better. So that just drops off the radar. Nobody says, how do we help these people that were getting help for a year? How do we help them? How do we make them whole? How do we allow them to get back out of poverty? We took them out of poverty and we threw them right back in. So you don't say, well, we won't. When he says, uh, we won't sunset Social Security, you can't believe it. They just sunset something similar to that when they decided not to re-up the, a part of the, the, the extension of the rescue bill, which would have been built back better to, to institute good policies. And even a, a, a blue dog Democrat said, the reason I'm not supporting the bill is because these people are going to go ahead and drink it off or go hunting. My God, what do you think? How close are you? to the average American citizen to really just think that everybody wants to freeload. Most people have pride. Most people want to work. They just want to work for something that they've earned. They don't want to do what capitalists normally do, pay the least amount of money to the employees, pay the least amount of money. Oh, when they increase to 15 or $19, oh, they think they're doing you a favor, but they're getting million, billion dollar bonuses. Come on, people. We have a failed economic system that masquerades because we have beautiful buildings and beautiful streets that you can't use. They have beautiful infrastructure in certain places, but you go into the hood and no money ever gets there to fix the potholes. Come on, folks. And though many, many a times those are the people protecting, defending, supporting those who most screw them. My question to you, right now the generic poll says 46% Republican, 44% Democrats. That's what it's saying. And given that the, Dem the Republicans have a, a, a built-in advantage, you really need something like a 53 to 40, 47 for there to be a break even, right? Well, so far, if things continue this way, if Democrats fail to warn Americans about what's coming, meaning I'm not talking about losing, losing is not, I'm not talking about losing, but supporting candidates who will ultimately screw you, if they don't find a way to articulate that, if they continue their timidity, if they continue not to go for the jugular, 
and call these people the politicians, that is, the evil that they are, the immoral, the immoral fiends that they are, if they don't get active and point it out and prove it, Rick Scott, it shouldn't have been Fox News that articulated the 11 points over and over again. We should be talking about the Republican 11 points all over TV. We should be talking about the Republican 11 points. And, and when they say Mitch McConnell said it won't pass it, no, this has always been Republican policy and itemize that they do make things sunset. Remember, absent McCain, the Affordable Care Act would have been sunsetted. Think about that. And all those that are dependent on it. So don't say that, oh, they won't do that. They were one vote away. One vote away from doing just that. America. I know a lot of folks just vote on idealistic things, but I, I know people. I talk to people on the individual basis. If you talk to them trust, trustworthy in a trustworthy manner, and not just fact-based, but where it touches them, you can make a difference. And there won't be any landslide of electing people that will screw your fellow Americans. So let's get busy and tell the right story, tell the truthful story, tell the moral story, and do it in a form that's not condescending, but how it helps each other. Let's get busy. Absolutely. Let's get busy. Let's make sure that people understand. Lee Grant says, uh, whoops, whoa, there's a lot of message here. Let's, let's see. Lee Grant says, uh, Lee Grant just said something that I want to read. Uh, he said something about his socialist friends. Let's see if I can find that link because I would think my socialist leaning friends would like the concept of a five-year plan like back in the USSR. No, we don't. We don't. And, and again, Whenever the, the, the cop out is always to whenever we talk about good social programs, good social safety net, the first thing that our conservative friends think they can use against these good programs is look at Venezuela, look at Cuba, look at Russia. First of all, Russia was never a real socialist country. Uh, Venezuela, how can you actually get things affected when you have the United States boot on your neck? I know I have a good friend from Venezuela that likes to say, oh no, all the problems started before the United States had the boot on our legs. That's not true. Your, the boot was always on your neck. Always. Just not as bad as it has been on, let's say, Cuba or other places. You know, we all believe in democracy. True democracy. What's ironic is how people think that the 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 up what the opposite of democracy really is. They somehow don't think that a democracy with great social programs is anything but a democracy. The truth of the matter is, a capitalist country that has laws that protects a minority who are the cap the capitalists in this country are a minority. Okay, let's be clear here. The capitalists in this country are a minority, a very, very, very small minority. The folks who contend that they believe in capitalism are the, the sycophants of a system because they believe that that is what's sustaining them. You know, that's not true at all, right? Because corporations don't like, corporations like 
what capitalism does to the average person, but corporations hate what capitalism does to them, and as such, they are socialist. If you doubt it, subsidies, grants, favoritism, all those things that you associate with programs that would do best on people, not corporations, they benefit from it. We can itemize those one by one to find out. Okay, let's see what else I can come down here. James Robichaud says, you so you say the people who don't pay income taxes are not freeloaders, and your explanation is that they pay other taxes. Again, let me, Robert, let me read all your statement, and then I'll critique your statement. You say, uh, say people who don't pay income taxes are not freeloaders, and your explanation is that they pay other taxes. You are still dignifying the monetarist premise that the payments of taxes constitute some kind of contribution to society. Which is a cla- which is classist and has a racist history here in the United States as well as other places. The premise of the charge that poor people are freeloaders is that they don't pay enough taxes, and the premise of that premise is that the that the payment of tax constitutes the primary way that people contribute to society. That's a conservative libertarian myth, and it's also your myth to act to to, to tag that statement on me after everything that I preach here about the value that one brings to society. Before you, before you critique my statements, do your homework, my brother, Rubicho. I am the one who states that teachers' values are not commensurate with their pay. That indirectly tells you that based on that, that there, I am not of a monetarist view. But let's take it a, a step even further. I am the one who talks about the, the, having the farmer and the capitalist on an island and asking who survives, who is, how do we measure worth? You don't measure worth by an, 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 a society, the economic structure of a society, because that is not commensurate with the value that they have to that society proper. When I talk about the, my garbage person being worth more than the stockbroker, it inherently says that. What I'm saying, many of us that are very progressives, we like to judge every other progressive are very minute, on minute items that you may not immediately understand or care about or you may not agree with. That is a wrong approach. The approach of progressives should mean exactly what and who they are. And that is progress going future. Your definition of progress may not be completely and entirely mine, but we're moving in the same direction. Now, when it comes to taxes, I'm not saying that somebody that because I'm saying people do pay many other taxes. So when they call these people of not paying taxes and taxes doesn't have to be monetary. Can taxes not be what you do in society as well? Come on. Stop trying to be antagonistic on somebody who wants a truly efficacious, egalitarian society. You don't have to be at all, my friend, attacking somebody moving in the same direction because they may not articulate it the way you want it articulated. So let's join the program, Mr. Robicho. And continue being a part of the program, Mr. Robicho. Express your ideas, Mr. Robicho. But do not, 
Do not try to let somebody who is progressive, and I'm not talking about the neoliberal type folks that are masquerading as progressives. I'm talking about the real progressives. If you have any doubt, read my confounded books, How to Make America Utopia, sir. How to Make America Utopia. Uh, it's worth it. Check those books out. Uh, as I see it, class warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. Go to my page, politicsdoneright.com slash books. I am sure, even as you may not agree with absolutely everything in that book, you will see the direction that where, where we want to land is likely in the same vicinity. So please, again, please. All right, let's see. Uh... Uh, let's go. Let's again. I'm not and, and, and Mr. Robocho. Uh, I I I know we want to end in the in the right place. I am not going to accept your premise. More so, I I, I hold you more accountable than I hold my right wingers for one specific reason. You should know better, sir. Julie Henderson says Warren Buffett agreed his secretary pays more income tax than uh, than he does. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Michael Rodnan. Yes, yes, yes. Let's let's continue. Let's continue. Para ver, para ver, para ver. You know how I I, I, I miss a few things every so often. Um, Hayes, let's see. James getting Egberto all heated. Yes, he has. Because I know James and I want to end in the same place. Don't micromanage my approach to ending in the right place. Okay. Uh, let, let's con let's continue. Um, uh, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. Uh, Egberto, don't think James was making an attack against you. I saw it as an attack against our current system that doesn't value poor labor. No, it was attacked. Hey, look, here's what he says. Uh, Robert just says, I hold you more responsible than the right wingers because you should know better. You're right, I know better. Uh, and everybody here knows uh, that, that are on the progressive side knows better. All right, I tell you what, folks. Um, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. Uh, Egberto, why so angry, bro? You see, when somebody like Egberto in 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 Eric's uh, not Eric, in in, in Lado's eyes uh, gets passionate about what they're talking about, you are angry. You are this angry person. But when Limba does his talking, Limba is not angry. Limba is just uh, you know. Uh, Ledo, I do not accept your premise at all, brah. Okay, I don't. Okay, let's continue. Para ver, para ver, para ver. Uh, replying to Robert Show, great. So we are fighting against among ourselves while the conservatives in the chat are laughing, seeing any of us triggered. No, we are not fighting. I, I'm not fighting against Robert Show. I've told Robert Show what I need to tell Robert Show. I mean what I told Robert Show. Robert Show is a part of the family. Robert Show and I want to end at the same place. Now, I, I'm going to tell you something uh, to all us as progressives. We as progressives care so much, care so much about getting it right, about truthfulness, about morals, that we do this. What I tried to do as a progressive is to, to give everyone, including us in the, that want to land in the same place, in the same place, the space to get it done. The space 
to get it done. Okay, Daniel says, today is the day Egberto just won't accept premises. <laughs> okay, Ledov, I tell you what, let's go ahead and bring in Brother Biden now. I wanted to preface what I said earlier about the uh, about Biden and uh, what he had to say, or rather on, on Rick Scott, and how Rick Scott wanted to penalize everybody. I want to bring the Biden in now. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. Joe Biden is at it once again as he uses the words of Rick Scott right against him. It's in the pamphlet. He also used the words of Johnson from Wisconsin, Senator Johnson from Wisconsin against him as well. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. You may have seen we had a little bit of a spirit debate at the State of the Union. I, uh, <laughs> well, I guess I shouldn't say anymore. But we, particularly in Social Security and Medicare. Republicans seemed shocked when I took out the pamphlets they were using about cutting Medicare and Social Security. Read from, you know, Senator Scott's proposal. Read from the proposal from the senator from Wisconsin. They were offended. Liar, liar. By the way, the last person who said that on the floor of the Senate got censored by the Senate, by, by the Congress. But there are about four or five, I don't know how many. I reminded them that Florida's own Rick Scott is the guy who ran the Senate campaign committee for Republicans last year, had a plan to sunset. Maybe he's changed his mind. Maybe he's seen the Lord. But... <laughs> But he wanted the sunset, meaning if you don't reauthorize it, it goes away. Sunset Social Security Medicare every five years. Now, it's not likely to get voted out, but I'll tell you what. It's likely it got cut drastically if you had to do it every five years. The very idea the Senator from Florida wants to put Social Security Medicare in the chopping block every five years, I find to be somewhat outrageous. So outrageous that you might not even believe it. But it's what he said. I won't do it again, but I will. <laughs> 12-point American Rescue Plan. One of the points, all federal legislation such that's every five years. The law is worth keeping. The Congress can pass it all over again. Look, if it doesn't get reauthorized, it goes out of existence. If Congress wants it. They got to keep it, and they got to vote on the same thing. And then, uh, in case there was any doubt, just yesterday, he confirmed that he still, he still likes his proposal. Well, I guarantee you, it will not happen. I will veto it. I'll defend Social Security and Medicare. And Senator Scott's not the only one. Senator Johnson of Wisconsin, his own party plan. He laid out Social Security should be in the chopping block every year. But look, in his case, as I said, he wants to do it every single year. Let's remember what this is all about. Some of you are on Social Security, or your parents or grandparents are. You earned it. You earned every single penny, and you paid into every paycheck you ever got. From the time you were a teenager, you had money taken out from these programs. There are more than government programs. They're a promise, a promise we made. Work hard and contribute, and when the time's come for you to retire, you'll be there. We'll be there for you to help you out been a sacred trust, a rock-solid guarantee generations of Americans have counted on, and it works. The number of seniors living in poverty has plummeted since Social Security is created. 
Now these guys want to cut it. I don't get it. I really don't. I don't know who they think they are. We saw on Tuesday night Republicans don't like me being called out on this. They were not very happy with me pointing this out. <laughs> but the words speak, look, I know that a lot of Republicans, their dream is to cut Social Security and Medicare. Well, let me say this. If that's your dream, I'm your nightmare. <laughs> By the way, that may be redundant. I think they already think I am. But, but if anyone tries to cut Social Security, we're going to stop it. If anyone tries to cut Medicare, we're going to stop it. And look, when I call Republicans out on this on the State of the Union, it sounded like they started yelling liar, not all, but started yelling liar, liar. And I said, that means you all are for keeping Social Security? And they all stood up and said, yeah. I said, well, we got a deal. Sounded like they agreed to take these cuts off the table. I sure hope so. I really mean it. I hope so. Because they stood up, the vast majority of them said, yes, we will not cut Social Security or Medicare. Now, granted, I'll believe it when I see it. I don't know who these Republicans think they're fooling, you know, but I like the way he lays it out. And he laid this out throughout his speech where he pins the lack of not only Social Security that these guys are trying to cut, but the, the, in, the, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act on the ability to provide the types of services we need, making, making the Affordable Care Act better and much other services that in the Republicans attempting to cut these particular programs will affect people not only in the, the namesake of the program, but in all the other things that are attached to that program or to that bill or not to that bill, but now that law. In other words, what President uh, Biden is doing right now is providing in easy to understand terms the consequence of Republican orthodoxy. And to let those who are listening to him realize that you support Republican uh, orthodoxy at your own peril. You want to support these guys? Remember what comes with the support of these guys. And he's fixated on the Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid message. It is something that Democrats have to learn. What these guys have known to do is they have fixated on a particular message as lying as they are. They fixate on the lie and they hit the lie and they keep the lie. Look at what they've done that created a January 6th. Well, we need to create a, a uh, November 2024 message and, that, and, and harp and continue to hit that November 24th message. And that November 2024 message says, you vote for Republicans, you starve. You vote for Republicans, you die. You vote for Republicans, whatever it is. That, that ails you, will ail you more. And once you cauterize that message in the minds of people, because in, in their case, it was a lie. In our case, it is the truth. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a... Oops, my buttons weren't running. My buttons weren't running. My buttons weren't running. Okay, we have here, uh, Lee Grant says, Granny gets thrown under the bus time. 
And actually, unlike when Sarah Palin was saying it, this one is true. How is it true? Because if you're going to terrorize grandma by reducing her money as inflation goes up, and if you come with crap like chain inflation, etc., 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 that's exactly what you're doing, Lee Grant. So while that would be truth for us, for the Republicans, it has always been a lie. Eric Hay says he can read a book and a teleprompter more so and better than Donald Trump could possibly at any time. The, uh, the thing also is that he has some intellect unlike Donald Trump, of course. Uh, Michael Rudden says New York Times from 2009 showing how times have changed and Republicans have pushed further away from civility and the idea of loyal opposition. Representative Joe Wilson was formally rebutted by the House on Tuesday for rebuked at the House on Tuesday for his outburst during President Obama's health and court and care addresses. The vote came after a congressional clash over civility that showcased the deep partisan divisions in the House. Well, you know, you have a, a whole bunch of them shouting, liar, 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 nothing happened. Julie Henderson says, let's put Congress pay on sunset and pay them their value, not just their pay to play plan. Freshman Maxwell Frost would be making one of the highest salaries. I think you're right. Bridge MCP says, let the people vote for their races. I agree. Uh, Maywood says, then I guess we had better get started on it now immediately to start the changes needed to mitigate the problems hadn't we? Yes, I agree, Brother Wood. Uh, we also have from Michael Rodnan, watch the GOP votes the next time Social Security and Medicare comes up. Well, we know they will all renege on everything that they claim they would not renege on. Maywood says, Lee Grant, not if we stop your side. Deborah Moyer says, Republicans tell no truths. That's true. E2247 says, we urgently need radical change in conduct of all humans. The most extraordinary science advances, most amazing tech abilities, most astonishing economic growth, if not accomplished by authentic social and moral progress, will definitely turn against all human. And to that, E2247 says, word. Eric Ming says, we can keep Social Security and Medicare if we cut things like gender studies in Pakistan. No gender studies in Pakistan, etc. are tiny, tiny expenditures. When it comes to social programs, those expenditures are huge. If you want to so talk about equality in assessments, we have to look at cutting the military budget. There's no reason why we should have a military budget that is equivalent to the next 10 countries combined. Makes no sense whatsoever, but that's who we are. We spend more money on the military. We spend more money on killing. While You know what's interesting? China does it on the cheap. China doesn't need to use military. China goes around and they sell their their, their monies. I mean, look, it, China is not doing us any favor, okay, or doing those countries any favor. But China goes around the place and build highways and freeways, and there's an exchange. I mean, look, they give loans to do all these things. Yes, like in, 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 in uh, Jamaica, Jamaica wanted a north-south freeway that they couldn't get financed through taxes at all. So China built the freeway. And they collect the the tolls for the next fifty years, and then the freeway belongs to to um, to Jamaica. People may say, "Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute." That's extortion. Yes, it is. I I consider it a, a sort of extortion, but at least it's an extortion that improves the economic stability of Jamaica and 
it also allows commercialization of the area where the freeway is going to run, which all goes to, hey, Jamaica. So that that one freeway is controlled by China or monetized by China, not a good thing. But you know what? At least there is a return. It's an investment. Ask us how often we invest in foreign infrastructure. Hell, we don't even invest in our own infrastructure until this bill came from Donald Trump. I mean, from um, from from uh, uh, Joe Biden. Until Joe Biden got an infrastructure bill, we just let our infrastructure deteriorate. As China looked pretty darn good, Hong Kong looked pretty darn good, and all these other countries with much better, better infrastructures than we have. E two two four seven says, uh, rather, uh, Julie Henderson says. Corporations must pay for their own research and development. They should, but they don't. And as such, we should tax the holy hell out of what they've taken from us. All right. Tom C says, downtown Holland, Michigan uh, has heated sidewalks and streets, saves money in snow renewal and encourages economic activity at shops and restaurants. Seem to be a worthwhile infrastructure project. You see, Tom, you can think through different levels of indirection, right? A heated sidewalk generates economic activity more so than the design of that that thing that you do it one time, you throw the pipes in the in the sidewalks one time, and then you run hot water through it thereafter, right? Takes care of itself because the amount of economic activity it generates from not having that place, those those businesses shut down more than pays for the constant upkeep of these heated sidewalks. But for those people who don't think through different levels of indirection, Brother Tom C., we can't expect them to see that, but we can try to teach them that, which is what you just did there, my brother. Maywood says, uh, trying to make things safer, better, and more comfortable for the citizens of the country, then I guess they are doing their jobs. Uh, we've got Bridge MTP says, and 76 of 85 is pretty good. Mike Cisak says, military budget is part of the Constitution. Social programs are not. That is not true at all. The mili- it, it, We have to support the military and we have to support the social programs. And by the way, when we talk about the general welfare, hey, we, we're fine with that as well. Okay? So I'm not even going to give that any meritorious statement. Because even if that were the case, if you're trying to tell me, that you want a great military, but you don't give a damn about social programs. It tells me a lot about your own humanity. Uh, Paul Fleming says, here's a problem with some listeners. They think they belong to a side versus a society that wants to be treated equally in all respects. Sides hogwash. What they are, are they are they uh, they have folded, fallen victim to a system that is very good at preaching to vote against your own interests and preaching to support policies against your own interests, mostly because they are maligned. That is the problem that we have there, Brother e, uh, brother, uh, brother Fleming. Uh, E2247 says, We urgently need a serious consideration of those issues Egberto brings up as a one way of in- counteracting the throwaway culture which trashness the entire planet. You're exactly right, sir. Uh, James A. Ravicho says uh, to, um, to Eric Mings, this is ridiculous. We can keep Social Security and Medicare by keeping Social Security and Medicare, period. Egberto took your bait by talking about cutting other expenditures as if we need to do anything. Well, let me. All right. Economics. All right. What, what economics based on the economic structure that we have. If you listen to Stephanie Kelton, which I love her uh, thing, uh, do not misrepresent what Stephanie Kelton is saying. We can, we have about a six to $800 billion slack 
in our economy without creating uh, an inf- uh, a, a, supp- a supply-demand-type inflation because of our level of productivity. It's not magical here. Now, you can re- we could redo our economic system that eliminates money altogether and that we just complete projects that need to be completed. I've, look, I would love that. I would love that. We, we would be building canals between the Midwest and the, and, and the desert west. Okay, we would be building canals between the east and the desert west, and we could grow all kinds of things. I would love that. That is an economic system that can work. It's not the economic system that we have today. And if you want to change your economic system, we have a lot of work to do as progressives to change an economic system that actually does not depend on a, a, a depend on a capitalist structure to build a canal or, or a capitalist structure that denies the ability to for the, 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 the government structure to build things that we need. We have enough power, manpower, human power, woman power to build all the things we need to make a better society. Our limiting factor is our economic system, but our economic system is what we got. And even within our economic system, we do have the ability, as what Stephanie Kelton would tell you when you study her books, is that if you take a look at the the slack that we have in our economic system, we can still spend another six to eight hundred billion dollars and not create substantive inflation based on the current economic model. Again, one thing is pie in the sky. The other thing is current reality, then uh, uh, buttressed by what we actually want. I know what I want. I know what I have. I know how to attain certain benefits with what we currently have with the expectation that we can then start educating others. You knowing something. I knowing something. Ledo, or rather, uh, uh, Bridge MCP, uh, Rodnan, uh, E2247, uh, Tom C, knowing these cons- great concepts is not enough if we don't have the rest of the country with us. And that is the thing that we have to work on. Julie Henderson says, USA spends 90% of national debt on military, 2% on law enforcement. Th- that tells you how much is spent. Deborah Moyer says, and a heated sidewalk would prevent falls and injuries. Again, that is such a smart other statement. In other words, we would also reduce a likelihood of many medical expenditures that would otherwise have occurred. Very smart point, Deborah Moyers, that I think needed to be made. Nanette Bird-Smith, too, uh, says that to Fleming, Eric Hayes, that's an oxymoron statement. If I've ever heard one, I don't... Uh, that, let's see. Paul Fleming, had, leave things alone, all, all one side... Let the people live quick cause in government drama. Well, you know, uh, Eric's, Eric is a good guy, but Eric simply doesn't understand reality a lot of times when it comes to our government. Uh, Mike Cisak says, General, uh, Nanette Birdsmith says, Eric Hayes, that's, oh, I read that already. Uh, Mike Cisak says, general welfare clause is not in the Constitution. I know it's in the preamble. And, and, and so, so please tell me, uh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, so what if it's in the preamble again? It's in the document, right? Oh, let's let's see. Oh my God, it's in the document. Oh, it's not there, but it's there. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, sometimes I wonder. Uh, I want to. I just want to do, to do something real quick here. I want to do something real quick because all these folks that love to talk constitution. 
they, they don't really want constitution. They want to talk pieces that they particular about. Here's our constitution, the wonderful constitution. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. Again, you're simply wrong. Sir CSAC, general welfare clause is not in the Constitution. It's in the Constitution as the preamble is also a part of the Constitution. Again, that is basic. Doesn't take a whole lot of intellect to figure that one out. And I didn't realize I was going over. It is actually after four. I can't read all the other messages, folks. I got to get out of here. But I want to ask you guys to all support the show. And how can you support the show? The best way to support the show is uh, to go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. I, man, time just kind of caught up on me. Politicsdoneright.com slash support. I repeat, politicsdoneright.com slash support. I ask you so kindly. I ask you so kindly to support us. Uh, to make sure we can continue to enlighten people. I mean, there is so much misinformation out there. As you can see with even people in this room, there is so much misinformation. And we don't have to convince of specific people in this room. This program is going to be listened to by thousands of people on podcasts, video, and otherwise. That's what's, who's going to see it. I want you guys to understand that we make a difference. We make a difference. Um, uh, we had a couple of our views last week. We got a quarter of a million, on some of the videos we did last week, got a quarter of a million views. You make a difference. Let's continue making a difference. And please support us again by allowing us to continue doing this to make a difference. It's going to take a lot of us doing it. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel. And number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.